Jesus. God bless the group uh, this evening. Praise the Lord. I'd like to uh, start the message out with the title, if we can. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Amen. It's the second time we're, uh, uh, and their hearts were pricked. We uh, had a message a few weeks back on that. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody remembers the passage that this is from. Uh, we're going to be reading from a second passage that it's in. But in Acts 9, Paul refers to this when Jesus spoke to him. I like to, uh, before the classes are released, uh, I'd like to mention, when we look at conflict, many of us look at conflict. Many of us have conflict in our lives right now. Amen? We, uh, we look at conflict in a lot of different ways. Conflict can really, truly speak to you and help you through different things. Um, this message today is uh, a conflict that Paul had. Um, but with conflict, usually you can find pride a lot of the times. God is working through our conflicts. El Señor está trabajando en nosotros, hermanos, porque nuestro orgullo a veces trae diferentes cosas que estamos luchando en nuestras vidas. Tenemos problemas que encontramos, tenemos cosas que pasan, y es muchas de las veces es porque nuestro orgullo. I mean, how many of y'all in conflict are struggling with things that you've had for years? Think about the conflict that you're in right now. I don't know what your conflict is, but everybody's got a conflict right now. Everybody's conflicted in some form or fashion. How many of y'all are struggling with something that you've had for years? But you can always find the method or the root of your conflict. Pride is there. Pride is in this root of your conflict. El orgullo se va hallar, hermanos y hermanas, en las problemas que están viniendo en tus vidas. El orgullo. ¿Tú no crees que, que lo que está pasando es co coincidencia? You've got, you've got pride, you've got different things that you're struggling with, that you're fighting with, that are burdening you. And in your conflict, you will find it. I, um, I asked for this first verse to, to be put up there, John 14, 15, if we can. It says... If ye love me, I like this because I've, I've read this I don't know how many times, but I've never taken a, a step to just pause it for a second and, and break it down. It says, if ye love me, keep commandments. Another version says, if ye love me, you will keep my commandments. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Because we come here, all of us come here conflicted. 
todos tenemos aquí hermanos con diferentes problemas que estamos trayendo a la iglesia pero la pregunta que no lo hemos preguntado esta semana es si lo amamos a Dios porque si lo amamos a Dios vamos a guardar sus mandamientos now some of us were conflicted to the point we didn't get to this place today I don't know if you might be listening on the radio. This could be a true statement. You might be seeing it on Periscope. Might be a true statement. Your confliction might not have gotten you to this place today. Tus problemas que, que tenías esta semana. Hay chance que no te trajeron aquí. Para la iglesia. And some of us, we came here conflicted. And we could think that the victory is in that until we're not paying attention already right out of the chute of what God's trying to tell us through his word in a simple verse. Porque no es suficiente nomás decir que yo Dios si no estoy siendo sus mandamientos. And again, we came here with all different types of struggles I believe this message is powerful because it's referring to the struggle God bless the kids this morning and the youth just a little preface to the word of God this morning it is hard for you to kick against the pricks If you love me, you will keep my commandments, God said. Because love is cheap if it's just words. Love is, has no value if it's just words. The value of love is action. We know that God loved us Because he gave his life for us. La palabra amor, te amo, no tiene valor si no hay acción con la palabra. La palabra, ay mamá, te amo tanto, no tiene peso si no tiene acción. Ay, cuánto te amo, mi amor. Y se tan, estoy tan bien, ¿no? ¿Cuántas hermanas aquí quieren oír eso de sus esposos? Ay, cuánto te amo, mi amor. Pero no tiene valor si no tiene acción. Más son palabras. Y la problema con la palabra amor, te amo. Es que está abusado. The problem with the word I love you is that it's abused. Oh, I love you, brother. Until I got to forgive you. Ay, cuánto te amo, mi hermano. Ay, mi hermano, mi hermana. Estoy orando para ti. Y, pero no me ofendes. Porque ya se acabó la cosa.
We get to a point, llegamos a un punto donde el Señor está, lo está preguntando algo a nosotros. Si en verdad los amamos, amamos al Dios, lo amamos a, lo amamos a Él, en verdad, o nomás son palabras. I want to find myself conflicted in a way where I question how real am I? Yo me creo hallar, hermano, que yo estoy me estoy preguntando ¿cuánto amo a mi Dios? ¿amo a mi Dios tanto que se me deja mi familia? ¿todavía lo voy a vivir? Ah, está fácil para decirlo cuando estás ahí con tu familia, no es easy to say, oh, amen, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy right now, though. I've, I've got enough with what I got. It's easy to say, well, you know, if my, if my wife leaves me, my children leave me, if I lose everything. But we got to be careful of the power of words. Because the beauty of God is that he proves us the words. Si vamos para Proverbios 16, 7. Cuando los caminos del hombre son agradables a Jehová, aún a sus enemigos pacificará con él. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. How many of y'all got enemies out there? How many of y'all got enemies you don't even know you have out there? How many of you are conflicted because of an enemy out there? How many of you, your enemies are in your own house? Because this is what we bring. This is our problem. This is where the struggle is. We can't act all shocked and be all surprised and be, because <gasps> the word of God says it. Jesus even said it, the worst enemies you'll end up finding out are the ones that are going to be in your own house. Why, why are they the worst enemies, the ones that are in your own house? Because, because they tell you, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. As they prepare the knife in the back. Doesn't it hurt? That hurts, right? That's why Jesus knew. Jesus dropped it down. He was like, look, your worst enemies are going to be the ones in your house because they're going to tell you things, make you, you know, lift you up, do everything, and then all of a sudden, words are cheap. But the power we have is in Jesus. The power, que te, que el poder que tenemos, hermanos, es en Jesús, porque lo que Él dice va a ser. Si los dice a nosotros que los, que los ama a nosotros, lo provió con la cruz. Lo enseñó con la cruz. La cosa, muchas veces estamos dispuestos, estamos uh, um, creyendo como el mundo está con palabras. Cuando Dios dice que va a venir, que lo va a soportar a nosotros, que va a venir en nuestras necesidades. Ahí estamos ahí, ah sí, como que. I've heard that before. I've heard that guy that you're going to be there in my needs. You're going to be there in stuff that I that I'm that you're you're you need from me. 
Are you translating in both English and Spanish, brother, or just both? Amen. So es importante, hermanos, que, que estamos creyendo a Dios y dividendo, dividendo lo que es carnal y lo que es espiritual. You see, if we can separate the flesh and the spiritual, and when God speaks to us, he speaks to us in spirit. And we believe in spirit and truth. When man speaks to us, the flesh has to then turn on. And the spirit proves what's being said. So we, we hold all that stuff You know, offended, all these different things, we just push to the side. That's of the flesh. But God tells us when he says he's going to do something, he does it. Because he's not man to lie. I, I, I love the word of God because the word of God puts things in there that when I'm, when I'm going to question God, you know, and say, well, God, you know, you said this. He says, well, if I said it, I'm going to do it. I, I, you know, I could hear people right now screaming and saying, well, that's been said for thousands of years. And it's like, if it's been said, then it's going to happen. Because the word of God says for me to hold still and to believe. And we can see things happening little by little, progressing worse and worse. More and more control over our minds and our opinions these last few years we've seen. What is it doing to us? Is it building anxieties? Is it building fears? It'll build all those things if I'm not on the spirit side. If I'm on the spirit side, then I'm like, hey, God, you said it. You wrote it down. Back in Daniel, you talked about prophecy. It's power in believing God's words. But we have to distinguish between God's words and man's words. Because a lot of us are here, we're conflicted because of man's words. I thought you loved me. If you loved me, why, why, did, you, why did you talk to me like that? Why did you do that to me if you love me? That's because it's human. That's the fix that needs to happen there. But when God says something, you hold on to it and you're like, okay. All right, God, you said you're going to love me even though I'm by myself. I'm abandoned. You're not going to leave me abandoned. You will ne never leave me like an orphan. That's the truth. The world, the world, every single day we see it, right? Orphanages filling up, kids being abandoned. But with God, never. There's no power that can take you out of his hands if you maintain the love with him, with the commandments. We turn to Proverbs 17, 11. El rebelde no busca sino mal y mensajero cruel será contra el enviado listen to this an evil man seeketh only rebellion you find yourself sometimes just only seeking you know conflict how many conflicted people do we find here how many can't let it go I got to just pay you back. You took my parking space this morning. You took my parking space this morning. 
Does anybody know that that's my parking space? I'm gonna get, as soon as you go to break, I'm gonna move my car right in there. Somebody that's it's so simple. It seems right. That's petty. That's where it births itself. When I'm constantly seeking evil, and guess what? Something evil seeking me. Ooh, but I've added that at the end of it. Is that a good Halloween message? You know, if we are not trying to break what Jesus came and broke, which was rebellion, then we have something seeking us, something that dwells with us, sometimes that something that lives with us until we break the rebellion. An evil man seeketh only rebellion, therefore a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. Listen to that. So I'm not trying to scare you and, you know, it's not Friday the 13th and, and now something's coming after you. It's not real. Boogie man. This is real. If you're, if, if you're conflicted, if you're struggling with something, if, if you're constantly and you, and you can't even look back, it's like, what is this? It's, it's, it's October 29th, 2017, and I've had this issue since I was. And ask yourself, is it rebellion? Because if we hold on to this, there's something that comes after us. If we turn to Ecclesiastics 12.11. Las palabras de los sabios son como arijones y como clavos hincados las de los maestros de las congregaciones dadas por un pastor. Listen to this. The words of the wise are as, as goods and nails fastened by the master of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. Now, you know, as we started with the title of the message, and not understanding what it was, when Jesus told Paul, it is difficult to kick against the pricks. Si, si ponemos el título otra vez, hermanos, vamos a ver aquí que, como dijo el Señor a Saúl, a Pablo, if we put the title up, it is difficult to kick against the pricks. Title. Title. Dura cosa te es dar coses contra el arijón. So let's understand what that means. Does anybody know what that mean means in here? Anybody? It sounds it sounds very poetic. Does anybody know what it means? Hermano Fane, did you raise your hand? Yes. Pero qué es el qué es no 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 espiritual qué es fisical el dicho no espiritual fisical porque dijo el señor Así a Pablo. Yo sé, yo, no, es cierto que lo vas a decir espiritualmente. 
So let's look at this because I find it really interesting because you have, you, you know, God was so relatable. You know, if God was here right now and he was, and he was going to preach to you, he'd, he'd be talking about something current. So you'd understand and say, oh, okay, that makes sense. So what does God do? He talks about an ox. And an ox is so stubborn, right? You can even talk about when, when Jesus talks about it, el yugo, right? Adding weight to an ox so it can submit itself. But look at, he's talking to, he's talking to Paul because what does an ox do? Plows. ¿Qué está haciendo? How do you say ox? Bestia? ¿Eh? ¿Cómo? Asno? Asno? Sounds good to me. I don't know, so that sounded good. ¿Qué hace un asno? Prepara la tierra. Y ahí está el, lo que está, lo está cuidando, ¿no? Y está yendo, está yendo, está yendo a otra línea y los tira y no quiere ir. Entonces, ¿qué, ¿Qué tiene? Tiene un palo that's sharp in the end, like a needle, and it pricks it. And so now this ox is like, what in the world? And it says, Paul, I just blinded you. You want to kick against me? How foolish would that be? You want to kick against the needle? You want to rebel even more against the pain? Pretty powerful title when you start to get into how profound the physical term is to now breaking it down to the spiritual term and we turn to Acts 26 but I, I, I invite you guys to write down this note te invito hermanos que, que escriban Hechos 9 porque aquí lo va a hablar cuando pasó pero en Hechos 26 Lo va a decir Pablo en memoria. Porque estaba hablando con un rey. En cómo vino al Señor. Acts 9, it happened live with Paul. Acts 26, Paul remembers it or, or, or tells the story of it to King Agrippa. So if we turn there to Acts 26... En lo cual, ocupado yendo a Damasco, con potestad y comisión de los príncipes de los sacerdotes. sacerdotes. Listen to this. I, I like how Paul tells this. I like the way Paul tells his stories. Some of us, we struggle in our storytelling, in our past. But Paul wants to make sure that he declares to this king his mindset at this time. He goes, look, 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 I was headed to Damascus on commandment of the Pharisees and the scribes and the priest who I worked for. So it says here, whereupon I went to Damascus with authority and commission 
from the chief priests. So I, I, I did not just do this on my own because it's important to state this when Paul's going to tell the transformation on how Jesus spoke to him. It's important for him to say, understand when Jesus spoke to me, I wasn't fixed. I wasn't okay. I was actually rebellious. I actually was doing what's normal. How many of us here are doing what's normal? This message for you. Because see, Paul, Paul feels convicted enough to tell the story to this king. And, and listen to this, listen to this. This, this is an Acts, but we read it later on in Romans. This is where Paul's going to die. A man's about to die. A man knows he's going to die. He's imprisoned right now in Acts. He's going to die and he's going to tell his story with impact before he dies. Because you're reading it in Acts doesn't mean that later on when you, when you know he went to Rome. This is before he heads to Rome to meet his death. Because he knew Rome would be where they would take his life. And it's beautiful because there's passages in the Bible where, where Paul speaks to be Jew. And in this passage, you know what saved him to tell this story? Because they were about to start beating him maybe to death. The Romans were. But you know what stopped it? Is that he told them, he goes, are you going to chain and beat a Roman? And they go, whoa. Wait a second, how are, What? you're talking about Jesus what are you talking about you're a Roman I find it amazing that Paul knew that he needed that time and he was Roman his father was Roman his father actually they said that he paid for his citizenship and it was a great cost did his dad know back then that he was paying for this so one day his son could tell the message of Jesus to the Gentiles? And we see here that Paul's in front of this king. You can read it. Again, Acts 9 is where it happened, but Acts 26 is where he's in front of King Agrippa. And we keep on reading here. En mitad del día, oh rey, vi en el camino una luz del cielo. Great storyteller. How many of you guys are good storytellers? Some of you guys are, I, oh, I'm a horrible storyteller. If I tell you a joke, it's not funny. It was funny when it was told to me, because the person that told it probably told it exactly. But we see here, Paul, how beautiful it is. In midday, I saw a light. But not just a light because it's midday. I saw a light from heaven. Not just a light like any kind of light that you could see. No, this light, I want you to understand what's from heaven. How many of us are seeing lights, following lights, guided by lights, but it's not from heaven? 
I, I just, I, I, I'm, this is when I read. I'm sorry, I'm sharing how I read. When I read, I'm like, man, that's just awesome because I love the way you just said it, Paul. You declared it. So we read here, it says, Una luz del cielo que sobrepujaba, sobrepujaba el resplador del sol. Now listen to that. Oye eso, hermanos, que el poder de esta luz estaba tan grande que yo vi del cielo estaba más poderoso que el sol. Tenía más potencia del sol. See, you see, when, 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 when you can't distinguish this, and it's beautiful that Paul distinguishes these two things, because he goes, I was sent to Damascus on commandment from the chief priest. I was following that light. But then a light that was greater than that. You see, this is where, this is where the, 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 it's like, come on, bro. Can you just get to the point? I liked when you were talking about pride. Now you're getting into two, it's too deep for me. I'm very simple. I, 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 there's something in the profound if you're carrying this pride since your youth. So, so Paul, he thought he was doing God's will and he's following down the path to Damascus and then a light blinds him that's greater than the light that sent him. That's the way I'm reading it. Am I wrong? I don't know. Maybe I am. Praise the Lord anyways. La cual me rodeó y a los que iban conmigo. Listen to that. This light, this light, because I was on a mission. People were with me on this mission. I was leading the mission and I was leading people wrong in the mission. But I was blinded by this light that was greater than the light that sent me. And not only I was blinded by the light, but the ones that I was leading was blinded by the light. And it knocked us to our knees. Man, Paul, what are you telling us here? Because this is powerful. At midday, midday, O king, I saw a way. I, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me. And them which journeyed with me. We keep on reading. Y habiendo caído todos nosotros en tierra. Oí una voz que me hablaba. Now listen to this. What, a, what an interesting, you, you, have you ever heard get off your high horse? Have you ever heard that? Have you ever said it? Ah, nobody wants to admit that they say it. Huh? See, I don't have to be on a high horse because I'm tall already. You can't tell me that. You ever heard it? el dicho? Bájate de tu caballo. ¿Es dicho? ¿Es dicho mexicano eso también? ¿Latino? No? Now, well, listen to this one right here. This is this Paul. He gets knocked off. His horse to the ground gets knocked off. Remember, this is a different type. You're, you're, you're seeing Paul before the apostles. And apostles, you know, Paul had la lata. 
this Paul right here had, he was funded. His, his mission was funded. Because the priest, man, I mean, he was persecuting the church. It's like, Paul, we choose you to persecute the church. We'll fund you. And, and, and he had no problem with money. So don't see the Paul that we're going to see later on. This is a Paul that was well-funded. And we see him going down this path, not struggling with things, you know, because he, he was blinded by what he was commanded to do. But we see him going down this path, and all of a sudden, a light comes over him. It's greater than the light that sent him. It blinds him. But until he hits the ground, he hears the voice. Is there, is there a coincidence in that? I think that saying hit rock bottom came with some importance because sometimes when we hit rock bottom is where we're going to hear the voice because we've done it our way. We've tried it our way. Every, you know, the pride that we had, the pride we did, the things that we've done, I've done this all my life. I'm not going to change it. Why change it now? It's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. But what do you have around you? Are you leading blindness? And we see Paul here that he, he, he hits rock bottom and he hears a voice. How many of y'all can remember your rock bottom? Anybody? Anybody remember rock bottoms? Remember those rock bottoms. I mean, one day you might tell your story. Anybody, some of y'all still haven't hit the rock bottom yet, but you're headed that way and you're not looking for help. Rock bottom, you know, what, what's the rock bottom is pretty, this is pretty profound what Paul's talking about here. I was on my way probably to kill some Christians. I had commanded to kill Stephen. This person was killing apostles, ministers for Jesus. He was killing them. He was commanding them. So, I mean, we come here to church and we're like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of this thing. You know, yeah, yeah, you know he, but we got murderers that God used. Amen. Amen. I just, I, you know, I, I've done too much. I know too much. I'm, I'm filthy. I'm dirty. We, we can even see Isaiah saying that. I walked in and, 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 and I felt unworthy. My lips weren't pure. I had just, you know, who knows what I've eaten, what I've said, my hands. And what happened? The Lord purified him. Because the acknowledgement of the state you're in is powerful for the change that can happen. So we see Paul here saying, and as soon as I hit the ground, I heard a voice, and we keep on reading. Y decía en lengua hebraica, hebraica, Saúl, Saúl, ¿por qué me persigues? And, and I, I think that that's a, that's, a, that's a strong statement from above. I mean, when you think about it, you know, could God really be persecuted? 
he's God. I mean, I don't want to give him a, re- a reference to man, you know, but, 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 but God had to say it in a term because, first of all, Paul doesn't know who it is. He's saying, why are you persecuting me? And we see here, he says, Dura cosa es dar cosas contra los arijones. And we were all fallen to the earth. I heard a voice speaking unto me. Again, I have to find the ground. I have to find a lower place than I find myself daily. I have to find pride not involved. So sometimes God's going to knock the pride down. I've had my pride knocked down multiple times. I can't count it. Guess I'm the only one silent in the church. Praise the Lord for that. You guys are better than me. God bless everyone here. We'll pass mics around and let you bring the message next. But what's beautiful is that when the pride is revealed on the ground, then I can hear the voice. And we see here that he's on the ground, he hears a voice, and it says in a Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And we keep on reading. Yo entonces dije, ¿Quién eres, Señor? Y el Señor dijo, Yo soy Jesús a quien tú persigues. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. So, what an impactful moment for Paul because he's on his way on a mission. Right? But, but let's go before the mission. So, so, Paul hears, you persecute me, and Paul's like, oh man, I must owe somebody some money, right? Oh man. Man, somebody put some okie dokie stuff on me. It must have went to a sorcerer, and this is what happened. Who is this? Who do I owe money to, right? Oh man, it's fate. Oh, it's because I did bad one time. This is what happened. But no, no, Jesus is awesome. Jesus says, no, it's me. Soy yo, Jesus. I can persigues. Because, because there's a lot of times that we just lay the chance, oh, this happened to me because I just, uh, you know, I, you know I, I, I did this thing to this one person. This is karma. This is how karma works. But so you see the setup. So Paul, at the time, in nine, it's Saul, is telling King Agrippa, I was headed down a path that I was commanded to go. I saw a light that was greater than the light that sent me. You guys all following that, right? I've repeated it so many times, it should be engraved. And then, and then he says, he says, and on this way, on this mission I was on, I was packed for it. I had all my food. I knew how many days it was going to take to get from where I was going to go. And I was on a mission. Something tells me I've been persecuting Can you imagine the impact? I'm on a mission. I'm convicted to go on a mission. And now somebody's told me that what I've been doing is wrong. How many of y'all came with a mission today? You were on your mission today. You came with purpose. 
How many of y'all just came because you came? You came on somebody else's mission. The conviction that got Paul up that morning to get on the road to Damascus. That made him feel he was right. Just meant what was right. And when he found out he was wrong, this is where Saul became Paul. We keep on reading here. And I said, who out there, Lord? Who are thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuteth. Mas levántate. I like that. I mean, I mean, first of all, we got to find ourselves in a low state before we can hear the voice. We found that out, right? Everybody found that out. Because if you got too much pride to, to, to bow down, then, then the rebellion might be, might be sending you something. And, and then you'll start to understand that, that God was speaking to you today. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to hex you. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to make you guys think that stuff. You know, some people call it, what is it? I've heard the term fear mongling. But I put fear in you to do right. I just, I'm reading the scriptures. I mean, I, I, it, the fear makes me do right. Hopefully I can pass on that type of mindset to my kids. But they question when things are going wrong. Why could they be going wrong? But we see here, Paul in a low state, hearing the voice. But I like this because the voice didn't keep him down. You see, God can't use you down. El Señor no te puede usar, hermanos, cuando estás abajo. El Señor no te puede usar cuando estás pecados están revelados a ti. God can't use you when your sins are revealed to you. God declares them to you when you're on the ground and your pride is away from you because pride will try to keep you up and try to fight and something was fighting against God. And this is why God said it's difficult when you're kicking against what I'm giving you because I need to redirect you. But now, Paul's hearing the voice, and he's like, who is this? It's who, who you persecuted. It's Jesus. Jesus, whoa, what? I just killed people that served you, and you're talking to me now? What is this? This is, this is shocking to me. And so Jesus says, okay, we got through the shock part. You know that it's me now. So now, get up. Hallelujah. Because, see, God cannot use you staying and what's revealed on who you are. See, and a lot of times we stay in that, um, yeah, you know, God told me this at church. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. I've been living like that. I've been doing that. It stinks. What he said, that's me. Lo que dijo él, el que estaba hablando, es verdad, soy yo. No, man, stinks. Yeah, I need to change. Like Pastor said that one time when he was in the bar, he would hear everybody saying, I need to change for my kids. Hit me up with another one. Everybody wants to change in the bar, huh? 
until he realized going in there sober that people didn't really want to change. It's just like the way it sounded. This talk is cheap. But when you find yourself here and you're convicted and God has knocked us to the ground from our high horse and he's spoken to our hearts and revealed to us that we are against him, we're persecuting him by the way we're living our life. He came and gave his life for us and yet our appreciation back to him is, ah, you know what, I'm still going to do what I'm going to do and live my life the way I'm going to live it. We stay in this state here. And though it could bother you, you might forget it. You know, the word of God even says it. Paul says it, right? He says, it's like you looked in a mirror and you saw your defects, but then you forgot how you looked in the mirror. Paul's pretty, he's pretty good, isn't he? I mean, come on. I mean, these are some things that we can all put together to this message here, right? That, you know, Paul said. And yet, and yet, when we're convicted, you know, we take that mirror with us, right? And we're like, man, you know, what he kind of said was kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, I'm still there. Yeah, I got to get rid of that thing. Right? How, how, how many of y'all get a little blemish? Little, little pimple? Just, you know, you're just kind of monkeying with it. Yeah, I mean, first thing you look in your car, you're like, yeah, it's still there. It was just there five minutes ago. Of course, it's still there. Ain't nobody figured out any magic stuff yet. You look later on that afternoon, you're like, oh, man, I bought that $30 cream. Still there. Because the word of God's still going to be there. Amen. We're not going to change the word of God. But if we take it with us and we constantly remind ourselves, it'll change us. Because this is the difference. This is why Paul said, take it with you. Don't forget it. Because when you look at it and you keep on reminding yourself what God needs to do for you and in you, then you begin to do what he's asked of you. And there's power in this. We keep on reading. Mas levántate y ponte sobre tus pies. So he doesn't just say, just get up and be all. He goes, get up and stand firm. Because I think I would have been doing this, right? How many of y'all? Am I just me? Am I the only scaredy cat in here? I think I might have been just like. I'm persecuting you. I've killed people. And now you had the power to knock me off my high horse and blind me. And it said it was a blindness like fish scales. Come on. Ain't no, y'all have woke up with the gunky, junky stuff in your eyes that you can't open your eyes up. But you ain't never woke up with fish scales on your eyes. And it didn't go away instantly. So I, I, I think, and, and remember, he, he can't see at this time. And he's like, but he tells him, stand up. Gain your composure. Ponte sobre tus pies porque para esto te ha aparecido. Wait a second here. So you revealed yourself to me. How could you reveal yourself to me but I'm blind? Now we get into something else. So we see Paul here. He tells the king because he's a great storyteller of what he happened to him. He says, I was knocked off my horse. Blinded than a lie greater than the one that sent me. 
And yet he says here, I've appeared to you. How could you appear to me if I'm blind? Because there's a lot of us here that physically we can see. Physically, we, we, we got our lives mapped out, don't we? Oh, you know, I'm saving up for a house. Just did this. Just got this. Got my 401k figured out. My life's figured out. I know I'm hearing all this hoopla hoopla on the news. But I got my life figured out. Everything's safe. Going to have a family. All these wonderful picket fence. But we're blinded to what's even more important. See, Paul thought he had it figured out as he went on his way to Damascus because he was following, right? Had money in his pocket for his journey. He was following the mission that he was commanded. God says, Para esto te ha aparecido, para ponerte por ministro. Now, come on. God, what are you doing? you use this wretched man is me is what Paul said I didn't say oh, y'all, y'all, all y'all about to judge me right now because I called him a wretched man he said it read it oh wretched man is I who can save me how could you tell me Jesus that you knocked him off his horse you revealed yourself to him. Now you want to use him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's the way God works. You see? See, God knocks you off your high horse if you can hear the voice and you don't keep on getting back on that high horse and you don't keep on wanting to do what you were doing. If you, if you, if you, if you submit to that horse, he stood up. Because see, a lot of us hear the knocking of the horse, but we don't hear how God says, now you can stand up and you can stay up. We, we, we hear that we, we, we've been knocked down. I've been knocked down so many times. But God wants to make you stand up and not ever be knocked out. Because his word will maintain you, sustain you, will lift you up. If there's a chance, it becomes real. And we see Paul here being told by Jesus can use you can use someone like you the conviction you had the conflict that you started I need somebody with that faith that just will head right into the fire and we see Paul's connection with Jesus here and he says ministro y Cosas que has visto. Y de aquellas en que apareceré a ti. Now listen to that. I need you to talk about who you were. Yo necesito que hablas en lo que... Las cosas que has hecho. Keep yourself grounded. Because you're not a perfect man. And we read all the man, beautiful passages from Paul because he recognized that he was imperfect. And him realizing that he was imperfect always kept him hearing God's voice because he knew that he had to chase the perfect one. See, sometimes we, we perfect ourselves before God 
has revealed himself to us and we won't hear his voice. So we just hear ourselves protecting ourselves, right? Oh, you know, it's not so bad. Look, if I just hold my hand like this all day, people won't even know, right? I put the Band-Aid here. Now it just looks like I just got hit by my spouse. It's all right, though. Now people won't see it. Put a band-aid that's bigger than it. That's the funniest thing. Have you ever seen that? Has some of y'all done it? Am I offended somebody today? Put a band-aid bigger than what it was. Just cover up. What did Paul do? Like, I got to see this. Because he made me see this. Amen. And I got to see the process of him removing this. And so we see here that Jesus tells Paul, I'm going to use you for what has happened to you and what's going to happen to you. How many of us are prepared for what's going to happen to you? Because if you're prepared for that and you're getting prepared for that, you need to acknowledge that today, where are you at? ¿Dónde estás con tu relación con Dios? Leemos en el comienzo del servicio, me amas, me amas. Oh, es fácil, no. Hay una novela que me puede enseñar eso, no. Ay, cómo te amo. Te amo, amor. Amor. ¿Cuántas novelas tienen el título, el palabra amor? Fácil, no. It's easy to say I love you, right? Can you say I love you when somebody's offended you? I remember when I first got married. My wife's not in here. We had some good arguments. I guess Lorenzo and Liz never had any good arguments. Look at him. We had some good ones. I think I think I think if you're in a functioning relationship you work through things and we had some good ones and 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 it bought she mm, I don't want to eat that she was in here I love my wife <laughs> it bothered me that right after a good one she'd come up to me and want me to love on her she'd be like like don't touch me I cannot stand you right now me Satan because for me it was strong show it in the conflict not after but God was showing me something It didn't mean I was right. It doesn't mean she was right. It just means that we needed to figure out some things. But God was speaking to me in the conflict. And see, I had a lot of pride. She had a lot of pride. That's a lot of pride. But what we both had was the word of God that was speaking to both of us. And we both 
with conviction, convicted, conflict would come here and God would work on us. Do we still got problems? Hallelujah. Because God's still working on us. With the moment, and we think it's us that's going to fix it. Or we start to think it's the others to fix is the moment that we're not hearing his voice. His pride has taken over. We keep on reading, Amen. Go back one, brother, verse 16. But rise and stand upon their feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. God's telling him, look, stand up. I knocked you down. The blindness hit you, knocked you down. You've realized it. It's me, Jesus. I need you to stand up because I came to you for this reason. God doesn't knock you down without wanting to lift you up and tell you why he lifted you up. Some of us, we get knocked down. We don't get up and realize why we got back up. We use terms from life. Oh, life is hard, but get back up. And we think like, oh, my dad had it tough and he got back up. But the moment that we're listening to this voice that knocked us down and he's telling us to get back up, we are going to find a strength that's in us already. It don't matter if you were born in church. It don't matter if this is the first time you're hearing a Jesus that knocks you down. We see here, Paul was a murderer. He killed people, people that were following Jesus. Stephen was a beautiful man of God. It even says it in the Bible. It describes his loyalty. To a point when they were stoning him and Paul was on the side, they're stoning him and and he's staying there and he's doing the same prayer as Jesus telling them to forgive them for what they're doing as he's getting hit with stones that the heavens open up for him. Some of us haven't been to the level of Stephen. We find ourselves at the level of Paul, rebellious, pride, all these different things that we're carrying with us and we're going to get knocked down from our horse. But are we going to listen to the word of God when we're down? And he's telling us to get up because I'm not finished with you. I got something for you. What do you got in me, God? What could you use me for? Then I just tell you, you just told me I was persecuting you. How can you use me? Because I can use you. Some of us don't realize the use that God has in us. Because we stopped hearing the voice. We got back into the routine. We thought, we thought this was a coincidence that this happened. This couldn't have been God telling me this, the reason I lost my job. This couldn't have been God, the reason my, my marriage stinks. This, this couldn't be God because the way my kids treat. This couldn't be God because this happened to me. But it's difficult. He told Paul to kick against what is trying to direct you. Paul's like, all right, you got my attention. 
Now what do you want me to do? We keep on reading. Finishing up 16, amen. To make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things, which thou hast seen, your pride, being knocked down, your past. Ah, man, I just love the word of God. It gets me excited. Some of us are just so lame. Is that a proper word? I don't, probably not. I'm not good on proper words. I just get excited because I can see Paul fulfilling what God told him. Because Paul later on in, in, in Ephesians, in, in Corinthians, you start, he starts writing on who he was and the conflict he had inside of him. But he doesn't hold on to that. He uses it as motivation to tell the victory, communicate the victory. Señor, ayúdame para... lo que has hecho en mi vida para nunca pensar que soy mejor de lo que hay antes ese día me never to think that I'm better than what you found that day on the floor how many of us how many of us are better than the day he found us and we don't show the mercy Don't show the mercy to those that are just starting. Find ourselves in the judgment more than we find in the process that God's going to take them. How many of us are just getting up? We're finding out that we're still feeling alone. We're still feeling weak. Because we got up and it seems like those around us didn't get up. See, it's interesting because we saw that everybody was blind and got knocked down. But Paul, Jesus was just talking to Paul. I don't read anywhere else where the people that were with him. See, sometimes, you know, I, I, I'm the center. I'm the center. I'm the center of God speaking to me. And I look around for others to be impacted by what God was speaking to me. Anybody here can say amen to that? I'm the center of God's telling me something, and I'm looking around seeing, well, did you figure that out, son, daughter, wife? Because God's going to speak to the center. He's going to speak to you. You have an impact on those around you, but you got to just be prepared to hear his voice let go oh it's so hard to say that brother you don't know what it is to let go you're right you're right teach me help me understand what it is the word of God will sustain us in difficult times there's brothers and sisters that have shown that growth letting go and saying hey God I don't want to get knocked down anymore I'm tired I'm that ox that submitted. A young ox comes up to him. Says, nah, we ain't got to do what they're saying to do. Let's go this way. You don't want to go that way, buddy. Let's go back this way. 
ah, nah, it's still, you know, that was just a one time. You think he'd really do it to me, what I'm doing? I'm, I'm plowing for this guy. I mean, come on, he's got to love me, right? I'm plowing for this guy. I'm stronger than you. You've been doing it for a long time. I'm the new and improved version of you. I mean, you know, I know how to use technology. I know all these different things. And, you know, what do you know? What can you teach me? And we see Paul here, the new mindset being spoken to by the creator of time. Being told, this is the way I'm going to use you, Paul. And we see how he's going to be used here. And of those things in which I will appear unto thee, verse 17. Libre, librandote, librandote del pueblo y de los gentiles a los cuales ahora te envío. Listen to this, this moment right here, historical for us. I don't think there's a Jewish person in here. I don't think somebody here is Jewish here that, that, that Jesus said from the Old Testament in prophecies that he was coming for his people. This was a deliverance moment for us, us as Gentiles. This is when Jesus reached out to the Gentiles and sent somebody to speak to the Gentiles and put everything that was in the Bible everything I heard pastor talk about the dog and the woman's faith we can see the preparation of Jesus seeing but we how, how's Paul a Gentile Paul's he was a priest he was following the priest order I mean well it's because he had a little secret his mom was Jewish but his dad was a paid Roman citizen, which made his family Romans. And we see here that Jesus says, you know, Paul, I can see you through the certificate. I can see your certificate. But I know you've claimed that I'm going to use you for something that's going to impact the world. Because where would we be at if we wouldn't have had Paul knocked off his horse. Where would we be at? We'd be being, we'd be, that's a, that's mercy that was shown on them people. But this day, Jesus says, I need you, Paul, to go tell the Gentiles, which is us, about the good news. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Verse 18. Why are you sending me, God? Para que abras sus ojos. Para que se conviertan de las tinieblas a la luz. Whoa, 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 what? Huh? Tinieblas a luz. Well, I want you to go so you can convert them from darkness to light. Just like the impact that just happened in your life because the darkness you were in that you thought was light, a light that was greater than that light came and blinded you and revealed to you. Because see, once we think we got it figured out is when we find out we got nothing figured out. 
Because God's always going to be speaking to us and guiding us and showing us. <laughs> the Bible, number one selling book in the world. Why is it? Because when I open it up, it's speaking to me right now. Jesus, you wrote this back then and I'm, I'm in this right now? We come here and, and, and we evolve through the years. We change through the years. The word of God doesn't change through the years. The word's still the same, but it speaks to us differently through the years. Amen. I didn't understand the word of God like the way I understand it now that I've gone through what I've gone through. That I've now heard his voice. The word's different from a newlywed than the way it is me or the word the word is like endure now or with a young couple it's promises hopeful everything God's like look I don't need to do cheap tricks with you anymore you've known who I am you've seen my hand come in the days you needed it I don't need to to put ten dollars in your account so you can put gas because I've been there. I don't need you to. I don't need you to come in the last second and 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 take care of what you need to take care of financially. Because to show that I'm with you. Oh, it's hallelujah! It's a miracle, brothers and sisters. I don't need. I don't need to heal your your muela. Show you I'm with you. You're at a point where you know you're I'm with you. What are you gonna do now? Paul was in that no state. He was like, look, we need to get up and go. I don't need to take you on this journey to show you that I'm going to be with you. You're going to see it. And the devils that are going to be casted out. Do you realize, do you realize that Paul's mission to go to Asia? Now, just a little bit of importance with that. Asia is what's mentioned in Revelation. That Jesus is condemning, talking about the gods and lustful ways. And, and Jesus says, I'm going to get you that killed people and now are convicted because you realize that you weren't doing my will. I'm going to get you to go into the depths of hell. And speak to people. And now we've got people in Asia. Underneath buildings. In caves. With little lights on. Reading the Bible. Tearing off pages. In India. Losing their life. Look it up. We got to rule, we got to, we got to, you know, and it's too hot in here. Ooh, it's cold outside, but it's hot in here, right? We got to rule comfortable here. But yet, Paul was told to go and speak to the Ephesians, Syrians. God is so merciful. It could have been very easy to God say, you know what, let's just keep it in this little country here. And God says, one day, 
The great country will need to hear about it and, and, and profess it. We're losing ground, brothers and sisters, here. Because we look at that mirror and we say, man, that's, that would be a good topic for Monday at work, but wow, what do I do? I mean, I don't want people to label me that person at work. I mean, I still, you know, I still, I still ain't fully committed yet. We get back on our horse. And Paul had no choice. Because the voice that he heard and the light that he saw was greater than anything he has seen. Keep on reading that verse. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power, from the power, y de la potestad de who? I, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if you've heard that voice in your life, but God was telling, Jesus was telling Paul that you're going to have power to take people from Satan. Now the voice we hear is get up. Dust yourself off. Keep on walking in my path. We don't hear a voice that says, Get up, because I'm going to use you to pull you from the hands of Satan, pull people. You're going to hell snatch them. That they may receive forgiveness of sins, which I just taught you right now. I just taught you about forgiveness, and then I fall. I told you you're persecuting me. You killed my people. I know you fall. I know you. I know you. I had to blind you so you know I was talking to you. I had to blind you because if I, if I would have had sight there, you'd have been looking around. You've been looking around. You've been confused. But with the blindness, the darkness, all you could do is hear my voice. And I saw your, your nakedness. I saw who you were. And, and I need you to tell people everything that you heard about me, this, this craziness that you were killing people, that you saw Stephen there saying, forgive them. I want you to tell people about this forgiveness, Paul. But we forget the forgiveness. And we hold on to the bitterness. Bitterness just gives you a prune look. Anybody got a prune look? I don't want to be better. I don't want to be hurt. I want to receive this forgiveness and give the forgiveness. And it says here that they may receive the forgiveness of sins. It's like you did. An inheritance among them which are sanctified. My faith that is in me. Y de la potestad de Satanás a Dios. Para que reciben por la fe que es en mí. Remisión de pecados. Y suerte entre los santificados. Suerte. Is that the same as? Wow. Suerte. Que suerte. Luck? That's the way the term is that we use it, right? Que suerte. 
found you today, Paul. Well, people would call luck found you today. Ah, look at, I found a lucky coin on the floor. Ah, look at, I saw a light greater than the light that was, and it knocked me to the floor. Thank you, Jesus, for speaking to me, Lord, today. Revealing in me, God, that sometimes I get on my high horse and I forgot the day you knocked me off and you spoke to me. I forget the basics. I get stuck on too much theology, too much Pharisee guidance. Bring me back, God, to where your word still breaks chains, still speaks to hearts, still can reveal himself. But God, please let me see the pride that's in me. The pride that's in me that I'm still kicking against. And show me the foolishness it is to kick against my pride. Because all it brings is destruction. Because before destruction was pride. Solomon wrote in Proverbs. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? Let's turn to, uh, I'm going to ask brother to put Micah 6, 8. Oh, hombre, él te ha declarado que sea lo bueno y que pide, pida de ti Jehová. Solamente hacer juicio. Y amar misericordia y humillarte para andar con tu Dios. He hath showed thee, O oh man, what is good. Not me showed you. He's talking right here, God showed us what is good through his word and what doth the Lord require of thee see that's the question isn't it that's the question it's like there's so many you know you can open up a door and you can find a church somebody's belief but right here it's saying the Lord is telling you here what he requires of you to do justly. Do justly. Many struggle with being just. Some of us don't. Some of us are greater than God bless y'all. Some of us do. Hoo-hoo. It's the hustle game. It's, mm, I'm going to get mine while I get mine. It's, you know, mm -hmm, if I do it this way, mm -hmm, figure it out this way, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> then I'll put a dollar in my pocket. Really? All that <laughs> for a dollar? You end up losing that dollar too because you wash your pants in it. Your kids find it. Do justly. 
Be just. That's what he's requiring from you. Love mercy. What we see here, you know, right before Jesus is coming, he's telling you, you're going to have to love what I'm coming for because it's not in you. This isn't in you. Mercy's not in you. You're, you're an eye for an eye and, you know, uh, stoning someone. But I need you to love mercy. Amen. We're different, brothers and sisters. You know, we, we might have transitioned from the Pharisee and the scribe to, to now revealing to ourselves, like, you know, I've got to, I've got to hold on to this mercy, this forgiveness. Be just, be merciful. And to walk humbly with thy God. Amen. And we see here, Paul. God bless the musicians if they can come up. We see Paul here. And again, you can go to Acts 9 and read. You know, I, I, I tell this, I've, I've told the story a couple of times. I'll tell it really quick. Renzo looks at me and he's like, told the story a couple of times one night I remember and um, and everybody's going to judge me but I'm okay with this because it was okay I had permission um, I was running a machine and this machine was three stories tall and when you would run this machine you had to sit down you had to sit down in front of this machine and take readings temperature readings from this machine every 30 minutes and write them down on a sheet because the FDA required it because it was Tylenol products and so when you ran the machine, it was the most boring night because you would just have an alarm and it go beep, 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 beep. And you go sit down, right? I still remember this day. I'm sitting there and they had a little Gideon Bible. Before I was married. And I read the book of Acts. I said, you know what? I ain't got nothing to do tonight. Ah, see, this is the judgment part. You got a job, brother. I said, when I'm going to work here, because I'm sitting down, I'm going to read this. And I remember reading this passage and everything that we read and feeling it. And God spoke to my heart. And I saw things that I had never seen before in the book of Acts. And I always remembered prick. Their hearts were pricked, and they said, Peter, what do we do? It is difficult to kick against the prick. And I said, wow. And I never looked to see what it was. Back then, we didn't have Google. Now we know that our pride sometimes hurts us so bad and blinds us so bad that we keep on kicking against it and we're bleeding out, bleeding out, bleeding out and not healing. How many people do we have here not healing? Because they keep on kicking open this gap. Well, here's your healing this morning. God has spoken to your heart and revealed it's 
not, it's never too late. You see Paul here on his way, maybe to another kill. Maybe Paul was headed to kill someone else. He took pleasure in persecuting. But he heard the voice. And the voice told him, what are you doing? You know who I am. You're going to know who I am. Because where I take you, you're going to fill me there with you. Why don't we pass up, brothers and sisters? Take this opportunity to ask God to bless us to into our, into our lives if we need that from him today. This is new to you and you really don't don't know even what to say. Some of us don't even know what to say at times. We're like, this is kind of a unique, you know what, just say what comes to your heart. Say, God, help me through these things. God, you know, I, uh, I need you in my life. I need you to, to remove things that are disturbing me, that are stopping me from receiving from you, Jesus. I'm blind, but I can see if I just give my life to you, Lord.